Order, order. It's time to put L&D on trial. Uh, VUCA is an acronym that stands for Volatile, Uncertain, Complex and Ambiguous. Or Volatility, Uncertainty, Complexity, Ambiguity. And I, it's not so much putting it on trial, but I just want to talk about the fact that it's overused and I don't like it. Joe, where do you stand on VUCA? Well, it was it's relatively new to me over the last few years, as it will be to a few people. And I'm with you on kind of like, should we pick up something just because it's kind of the in thing and everybody's talking about it? However, I do think it's got some use and that we should use something judiciously. Um, so, so let's see why you don't like it, John. Come on, let's air out your all your opinions. It's short and sweet, really, but I've seen it used everywhere over the last few years at events and in people's presentations and it is perfect for powerpoint presentations for bullet points fits perfectly into someone's presentation about the 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 world we live in and and uncertainty but basically the reason why i don't like it is it's overused to the point where it's almost meaningless (coughs) it's a little bit reductive and it's also very dated and if we if we go to wikipedia when's that ever wrong vuca apparently I, i did know this from another source i think but it came out of the military and uh, apparently introduced by the U.S. Army War College as a uh, to describe the volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous, multilateral world we live in, uh, which resulted from the end of the Cold War. So we're talking late 80s, early 90s. It's been subsequently used and co-opted in emerging ideas and strategic leadership in common usage since the 90s. So it got adopted very, very quickly from its military usage at the end of the Cold War into business. And this is 28 years ago. The biggest point for me about VUCA is when has the world ever not been VUCA? <laughs> you're making me think. So a few things that you're coming up with there, to your points, are rather I'm not going to introduce my argument just yet, but to your points, something that's 28 years old, it's out of date, is basically what you're saying there. But then there are other things that we argue saying, well, it's so new, it's not it's not empirical it hasn't got an evidence base so you know which point are you gonna say it's okay we can't say old is bad and new is bad so uh, i think there's a challenge there interesting that's a very very good point actually and uh i will address it now Uh, so yeah of course i'm i'm not strictly saying that because it's old it's it is out of date i don't know how it sounded to me john (laughs) well all I'm saying is that it's been used a lot recently and I'm wondering why it's suddenly been adopted now when it's been around for so long. Or is it the case of, uh, there is a psychological term for this and I can't remember exactly what it's called, but when, you, when, you, um, when you're introduced to a new idea and then you see it everywhere, you know, like you, 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 see a, you see a pink car and then suddenly you'll see five of them. But actually that's not what's happening. It's just your brain is now registering these things. So maybe there's some of that going on but certainly it feels like it's been used a lot in say the last five years at L&D events but actually it's been around for coming on for three decades and all I'm saying is that we are the world is no more volatile and uncertain and complex in the last five years than it has been in the last 30 years. You see I'm gonna argue with that because so so this did come from the military now i am not an expert on the military and i'm not an expert on military history or anything like that from what i have read what i understand is that there was a difference between 
let's say the civil war world war one world war two and then what's and the and the fighting that's gone on in afghanistan and iraq and so on those wars and those battles and the strategies and the tactics that need to be used aside from technology and things like that are all very very different and that's what i understand this to be about is that you know in in wars of old if i can simplify this you went into battle um and that's how it worked whereas now if we think about the wars that we're in now they're so much more complex and different than they were a hundred or two or three hundred years ago and then you layer in development technology industrial revolution um, and, and all sorts of other things, let alone in this century where we've got our political and economic situation is very different as well. You know, we've always had peaks and slumps. We've always had challenging presidents in America. We've always had challenges in the UK about, you know, are we part of Europe? Are we not? And how does that work? But what we're seeing, I think, is this is going faster and it's happening more. And when we look back through history, we can see this happened and then 50 years later, something happened and then 20 years later. And what we're seeing now, I think, is this is happening on such a quick dimension that people can't keep up. So in that way, I think probably the world is different. It is faster and more volatile than it was throughout different points in history. You know what? You're almost convincing me. But oh God. I agree with that, but that, say, is in a political paradigm. That's not in L&D. I mean, do we think that... But we operate in that paradigm. If there's, you know, we, we look at Brexit, and I'm the first one to say, I don't know much about Brexit. It's not that I don't care, but I don't have a lot of influence and stuff like that. I am operating in that paradigm. How does that affect uh, the company that owns Training Journal? Um, how does that affect the clients that I deal with in the UK, in Europe, in America? It's affected exchange rates for what I get paid. It's all sorts of things. I'm operating in that paradigm. Um, look at Carillion. What if they were one of my clients? And suddenly there's a problem there. What if, um, you know, we've got loads of organisations that are moving out to kind of Eastern Europe, for example. So, so that might be bad for, you know, obviously the people who are losing their jobs. It might be bad for L&D who are training people in the UK, but that might be great for me as a virtual trainer. So we are operating in that paradigm, John. I haven't even I, presented my argument yet, incidentally, but carry on. Carry on. You, you, you carry on defending. I'll, I'll get you one way or another, John. <laughs> well, I mean, say the Cold War, for example, is a possibly more complicated situation in terms of sides than uh, World War Two or, or something like that, for example. I don't, I don't know if we can really judge history now on whether it was simpler or complicated than what's happening now. If you see what I mean, we'll look back at history and say, oh, you know, it's fine. I was 12 when the Berlin Wall, I was 11 when the Berlin Wall came down. What do I know about the complexities of the political situation then and how that affected different industries? And how, do, how, how is it possible to compare it with how complex things are now? I don't, I, I don't know if it's possible to do this, whether, to, to say whether it was whether we were living in simpler times. That's the accepted thinking when you look at, you know, when you look at old photos on some revisionist program on channel four uh i love the 1980s or whatever but is that the truth was it simpler then or do we just think it was simpler? It was certainly simpler for me i was seven in 1985 
<laughs> I had no concerns about business. Do you know what I mean? But you probably want to look at someone who is who ask someone who's ninety, or or whatever, who who's had a long story career over several decades and say well how, is it more complicated now technology might be more complicated for someone who's 90 to to draw a vague stereotype but is that enough i don't know whether vuca actually hangs together maybe it is more volatile now but are things more uncertain are things more ambiguous i think do they all is is it all or nothing do, does everything have to be more volatile more uncertain more complex more ambiguous or are certain things, certain elements of this acronym more pronounced than others? One of the things that I pulled out, this is an article from Impact International, and they they highlight that it, VUCA was used by the um, American military for extreme conditions in Afghanistan and Iraq, uh, as we've discussed. And they, they say, this terminology is resonating with an increasing number of chief executive officers as we try to make sense of the constantly changing challenges brought by politics, economics, society, and the environment. And I think what's going on here is it's a little bit about pace. And I think absolutely technology has changed things, but society is changing and is different. And society always changes, but I think it's happening quicker. And because of technology and social media and the media more generally and all sorts of things, it's happening at a faster rate and with more kind of publicity, if you like. It's being more, it's seen more. Wikipedia does have an interesting paragraph that I like. It says the deeper meaning of each element of VUCA serves to enhance the strategic significance of VUCA foresight and insight, as well as the behaviour of groups and individuals in organisations. It discusses systemic failures and behavioural failures, which are characteristic of organisational failure. So if we look at VUCA as something for foresight and, and planning, if you like, or looking at the future, but also looking at the past and going, what went wrong? There are so many organisations not doing that and not learning from their mistakes. I'll come back to that point in a moment. But one of the things going back to kind of it was simpler then and it's more difficult now argument. One of the things that used to be a kind of standard in business is what is your strategy? Plan your tactics, go and do it and just kind of carry on. And what people are seeing much more of now is because there's so much volatility and change in things like politics, social, technology, environment and so on, that people can't do that five, 10 year strategic plan in the same way. What they have to look at is what all these changing environments are and not so much react to them, but be able to plan for the possibilities that are there, which could lead us into design thinking, which is probably another conversation for another day. But I think that's what we're looking at there. John, your thoughts. Let me pause there before I, I carry on. No, I, I, I completely agree with all of that. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's more applicable now than it was then. We, we're, we're better. I, I'd like to hope as business people that we're better at analysing our faults than we were in 20 years ago, 30 years ago. You know, because you'd like to think that we've made progress in how businesses are set up or how we deal with problems or this sort of thing but it doesn't mean necessarily that those problems are worse now if you see what I mean but carry on I think they are I think the pace of business and change now versus 
50 years ago is different. I'm not 50. I haven't got that experience. This is what I'm picking up from what I've read and spoken about and talked to people. And, you know, everybody will have their own interpretation of that, which is fair enough. Let me let me finish off with two last things about VUCA. Um, one is uh, a quote from uh, the Oxford Leadership website, an article by Pablo Tovar. And he says, one of the key failures is to lead us to find what is probable rather than what is possible. The VUCA environment means that we must focus on what is possible because anything can happen rather than what is likely to occur, which is determined by what happened before. Our general pattern is to simplify information. To achieve this change, i.e. to a VUCA world, we need to create new habits and new patterns. We need to talk to each other differently, collect information differently and develop different strategies and plans for the future. And I think that's a really key element. And to bring it back to learning and development, a great uh, blog post by Her Dreesen from A New Spring. Um, Her says, when you take a step back and reflect on the origins and meaning of the concept, it seems very clear to me that there is one fundamental strategy to make the best of a VUCA world. The strategy is learning. And with learning, I mean learning in the broadest sense of the word. And I think regardless of whether we like VUCA or not as a terminology in a framework, the fundamentals underneath it, we both are agreeing on, um, are useful for learning and development and business more widely. Yeah, I uh, can't disagree with much of that. It's a very well-reasoned argument, and I don't disagree that it has value, but I think it is overused. And my main problem is when you go to a random event, sit in a session and someone puts their second PowerPoint slide up and it says, we are living in a VUCA world. And everyone nods sagely, oh yes, VUCA. Um, you know, it needs to be it needs to be researched. It needs to, to be backed up, facts, stats, etc., etc. And I just think it can be a little bit of a catch-all. And I don't like seeing, I like seeing a variety of presentations when I go to these events. And I always try to call out people who use the same slides. And there's loads of them I did. I've done posts on them before. <laughs> that Maya Angelou quotes, Richard Branson quotes, and they're, they're, they're quoted a lot for a reason, okay, because <clears throat> they resonate. But sometimes I just think, let's be a bit more creative, and VUCA really strikes a nerve with me sometimes. Okay. So what I'm hearing from this is, it's okay, but I've got to go and delete all those quotes and any reference to VUCA from any of my presentation slides. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Okay. Okay. Agreed. We'll, we'll, we'll settle there then, I think, John. Yeah, I, I think you probably won that one. Hooray, another one. Oh, excellent. Good arguing with you, John, as always. I didn't realise I was going to be quite so um, impassioned about that topic. <laughs>